You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, things are pretty good for Jesus in Luke chapter 8, especially for the disciples, because he was healing and teaching, and great multitudes were gathering around him. There were a number of women that are listed in the first three verses of uh, Luke chapter 8. And these women were converted, they were Christians, and now they were providing for Jesus and the disciples so that they would have food and a place to stay and all of this. It looks as if, especially to the disciples, it looks as if Jesus is going to be, after all, a success. You're thinking to yourself, this is going to work out, and it's going to work out great. And then Jesus tells this parable. The parable of the sower and the seed. The parable where most people fall away from Christ and are damned. It's not going to go well, says Jesus. This great crowd of followers will dwindle until there are only a few. And even those few, as they see their Lord staked to a cross, even these will scatter. There will be, in the end, very few people who stick with Jesus, who stick with His Word, Trouble is coming, says Jesus. And so he warns us. In this parable, he warns us. Now, this is the first and perhaps most important thing to know about this parable, and that is that it's not a description of the past. Even as we read it, it's not about what has happened already to us. We're not supposed to hear the four types of soil that the seed falls onto, the path, the rocky soil, the soil with thorns, and the good soil. We're not supposed to hear of those and and start to figure out which one we are. The text is a warning about the future. We are supposed to hear these words and we are to know what is coming. We are not at the end of the parable. We, like the great crowd gathered around Jesus, are in the parable right in the middle of it. We are at the point of the parable where the sower has thrown out the seed and it's hit the ground. And now we learn what comes next. For all of us are here, gathered here this morning, to hear the Word of God. At least that's why we should be here. There is, after all, no other reason to come to church except for to hear the shepherd's voice, to receive the absolution to hear the gospel, to know and treasure the promise of the forgiveness of all of your sins and to thank and praise God for such grace. If you have other reasons for being here this morning, I suppose they are silly reasons or bad reasons. I mean, I'm glad you're here nonetheless. But if you're not here for the Lord's Word, you will leave disappointed. It's like going to Pizza Hut and ordering a salad. You're going to be disappointed. You should just stay home and eat the salad. (laughs) So we are here to hear the Word. And we have the Word. That's why we're here. We know the Word. We, We know that Jesus loves us, that He forgives us. But we are also warned. So to the parable. We are the soil. Jesus is the sower. The seed is the Word. Perhaps you hear it or hearing it for the very first time today. Maybe you've heard the word every day of your entire life. Either way, this word is your life. This word is the power of God to salvation for all who believe. It is in the word, knowing and believing God's word, that we have eternal life. And wherever the word is, there's life. 
So there we are with the Word and with Jesus and with life. But this will be challenged. The Word of God which you now have in your heart will be tested. God's Word has enemies. The first is the devil. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. He comes to snatch the Word right out of your heart. Jesus says it like this. The ones that is the seed along the path are those who have heard. But then the devil comes and takes the Word away from their hearts so that they would not believe and be saved. Dear saints, learning the Scriptures is not like learning algebra or history or a new friend's name. When we're learning these things, we're fighting against our own distractions and we're fighting against our own forgetfulness. But when we are hearing and learning the Scriptures and hearing and learning the Lord's Word, we are fighting against the devil himself who hates the Word just like he hates Jesus and just like he hates you. You see, the Lord's Word is like a pipeline that delivers the the Lord's promises and His mercy from heaven to us. And if the devil can blow up that pipeline, then everything is lost. Remember, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest soil in all the world with perfect weather conditions, perfect rain, perfect sun, perfect everything is perfect. If there's no seed, there is no life. If there's no Word, there's no life. And so even though the devil will attack everything in creation, everything good, because he hates everything good, he focuses his attention on stealing away this one thing needful, the Lord's Word. The devil doesn't want you to go to church. The devil doesn't want you to pay attention. The devil doesn't want you to read your Bible or have your family devotion. And he fights against it. But here we are set by the Lord Jesus Himself to fight back. And not to fight back with our own efforts, with our own good works, with our own anything else except for our reading and hearing and studying and memorizing the Lord's Word. If the devil doesn't want us to have it, then we treasure it. If the devil would snatch it away, then we cling to it and we rejoice in it and find our life in it. And when we have the Scriptures, the devil is lost. The second enemy of God's Word is, as Jesus will say, trouble or temptation or persecution. Jesus says it like this. And the seed that fell among the rocks are those who, when they hear the Word, receive it with joy, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but then in a time of testing they fall away. So trouble destroys faith. We are surprised by trouble, and I'm, and I'm not sure why. Now, and please understand, I'm preaching against myself here as well. I mean, this life is full of trouble. And it comes along to us, and we always wonder, why? Why is this happening to me? Why is my loved one suffering? Why do bad things happen to good people? And behind this question, why, I think is an expectation that bad things shouldn't happen. When we suffer, uh, we don't expect it. We don't think that we should. In fact, we don't even think there should be a thing called suffering. We, we don't think that life would be hard. But this, dear saints, this expectation does not come from God. Jesus says the exact opposite thing. 
In this world, he says, you will have trouble. Trouble should surprise us like the sun coming up surprises us. But it does surprise us. And in trouble, our conscience is assaulted. Our faith in the Lord's Word dries up. Jesus says there is no root. Faith is shallow. And faith dies. I'm afraid that too often in the church today, in the broader church, that there is this promotion of a kind of shallow Christianity. I've heard people, and you guys might have heard this before as well, I've heard preachers say uh, things like this, try Jesus out and see if He works. And see if He doesn't make your life better. If it doesn't, you haven't lost anything. Now this is terrible. It's like Jesus as the multivitamin. But, but this warning that Jesus has is for us as well. I mean, we have not suffered the kind of persecution that our brothers and sisters in the faith have suffered throughout the world, losing jobs and homes and families or even their life because they confess Christ. We generally have had it easy, but things are always changing. And Jesus in this text would prepare us for trouble, to dig our roots down deep into His Word, to memorize the Scriptures. The commandments, the creed, the Lord's prayer, the psalms and hymns of the church, so that our conscience, when trouble comes, our conscience is sturdy with the comfort of God's Word, even when everything else is falling apart. The third enemy of God's Word is really a group of enemies. These three things, worries, riches, and the pleasures of life. Jesus says it like this. And for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Like a plant trying to grow out while it's surrounded by weeds, there is no hope. The weeds strangle out the light, strangle out the water, strangle out the plant. And this is something that we all know. I mean, there's so much to worry about in this life, right? And there are so many things to buy, so many things to have, so many things, and are you ready for this? There are so many people to impress. We have a reputation to uphold. And these things, the, the things that we want, the things that we desire, the pleasures of this life see, seem like the most important things in the world to us, while all the while they are being used by the devil to choke out the Word. And you know what they are. Repent. Pray with David and Solomon and Moses and Joshua that the Scriptures would be our delight and our greatest treasure. That the voice of Jesus would be the sweetest and most beautiful sound on your ears and in your heart. Because God's Word has enemies. And you have been warned. But Jesus also has for us this morning comfort. Because there is a fourth soil. A good soil. A good soil is not a soil that has more good works than the rest of the soil. Like you're walking along and that soil really loves his neighbor more than the other soil. That's not what's going on here at all. After all, it's soil. <laughs> to be the good soil is nothing other than to keep and treasure the seed of the Word. 
The good soil is a sinful soil, but it's a forgiven soil. It's not a soil that isn't troubled by the birds or by the rocks or by the thorns. Not None of that. It is a suffering soil. Even as Jesus says, it bears fruits with patience. Better, it bears fruit in suffering. But it is a soil that has the Lord's Word. It is a heart in which the voice of Jesus echoes. And this is why Jesus has these words for you this morning. And this is why Jesus bore your sin on the cross and rose on the third day for you. Because He loves you. And He knows the troubles that you face. He knows the temptations that you have. He knows better than anyone else the assaults of the devil that confront us day after day. But Jesus also knows that He wants to see you through this short life. To bring you to His eternal life in heaven. And so for that, He gives you His Word. For that, He gives you His promise. For that, He forgives your sins. And this is your comfort. And this is your peace in life and in death. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace. Amen.